happy valentine's day i don't know if this is the reminder that you wanted to hear first thing on the podcast but uh for today's episode i want to throw a little bit of light-hearted romance into the mix i want to spice things up i want to make them fun just kidding though the topic is not going to be spicy but it is going to be fun i think it doesn't matter whether you're single or taken whatever your relationship status is whether you're older or younger because i think this is a topic that a lot of you guys have experienced before maybe it's something you're experiencing right now in the moment or maybe talking about this topic is going to take you on a trip down memory lane so in honor of valentine's day i want to bring it back to the basics okay we're not talking dating we're not talking hookups no relationships no friends with benefits nothing like that today we're just going to talk about having a crush I think it's funny because when you think about the word crush, it sort of brings you back to like elementary school when there was this kid in your class and you're like, oh my gosh, this kid is so cute. That's kind of what comes to my head when I hear the word crush. But I feel like it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than just the elementary school memories of having butterflies for someone. Having a crush is an exciting moment, okay? It can feel like the most exhilarating, exciting, heart racing moment of your life but it can also be the most confusing, heart-wrenching, and unbearable moment in your life too. Because there are so many different emotions and so many different things that can go down when you have a crush. I think having a crush is super interesting, especially when you're older. Because when we first start having crushes, I think a lot of the times it happens when we're just kids. And when we're kids, we have this feeling of pure excitement, butterflies in our stomachs, just The emotion of having a crush is so pure, and as we grow older, our thoughts and emotions tend to mature with age. So, you know, we start to make smarter and more practical decisions, and we try to control our emotions and have more mature emotions. But the fun part about having a crush is that, even as an adult, you still feel the same giddy feeling that you had when you were a kid. And, I don't know, I think it's really cute that even as we mature, if we catch feelings for someone there's still that kind of excitement and giddiness that we'll always have maybe your approach to navigating the whole crush situation is different now that you're older but the feelings are still the same there's no commitment having a crush is nothing serious it's just pure admiration and butterflies having a crush makes life so much more interesting and exciting almost bearable if you will you know what i mean like for example When I was in school, I remember the only thing I would look forward to every single day was seeing my crush in class. And I think the thing that makes having a crush so exciting is the fact that having a crush involves a lot of anticipation. You don't know how the story is going to play out when it comes to someone that you like. Are they going to like you back? Are they going to make moves? Are they going to start talking to you? Are you guys going to become close? Like there are so many different what ifs that go on in your mind when you have a crush. And it's exciting to think, what if this happens next? What if that happens next? And it leads you to start sort of creating these different scenarios in your head of what could possibly happen. You start daydreaming about it. You start night dreaming about it. Like even if it ends in heartbreak or sadness, you still don't know what's going to happen. So It's the idea that you don't know what's going to happen, but you want something to happen with someone that you admire so much. It's like, that's why having a crush is so fun, in my opinion. Maybe you're crushing on someone you don't know at all. Maybe this person has no clue who you are, but you see this person around. For some reason, they've started popping up into your life, 
and they've caught your eye and now you have a crush on them. Or maybe you have a crush on someone that you kind of know. You share mutual friends with this person, you see them around often, you kind of know each other, you guys make small talk, you're not close yet, but also, you could be having a crush on someone that you're super close with. Maybe you've known them for years and years. You guys are good friends, but nothing has happened yet to take you guys to the next step. Maybe you don't want to admit how you feel because you're too scared to ruin the friendship or make things awkward. So there are so many different ways that crushes can arise. But regardless of the situation, having a crush is always going to involve feelings of anticipation. And that's what keeps you on the edge of your seat. And that's what keeps you smiling to yourself when you start to think, hey, am I gonna get close with this person and you start thinking about all these scenarios that could possibly happen but you have no clue if they're even ever gonna happen because there's so much unknown when it comes to having a crush um I want to break down having a crush into a few different phases and these phases can go one way or another you know they can have an okay outcome they can have a wonderful outcome or they can have a kind of sad outcome which is okay if you've experienced that because that is like 99.9 percent of what i have experienced so the first phase is all about falling head over heels for this person now i think this is one of the craziest phases because once you start feeling the feels it can make you do things that you'd never thought you would be doing. Like your stalker mode comes out, the gears are turning in your head. These types of emotions can make us do certain things that might make us seem crazy. So yes, the falling head over heels phase is the craziest phase in my opinion. And it always starts off with eyeball emojis. This is sort of synonymous with when someone first catches your eye. Maybe you see them and you think they're so cute and you can't get them off your mind. Or maybe you just see them interacting with other people and you admire their personality and you're like, this is too good to be true. That's when the eyeball emojis start to set in. And so once they catch your eye, they're now on your radar and it gradually gets more intense so that you start to notice them more and more and you start to think about them more and more and you observe them more and more. Like you're just totally observant of who they're hanging out with, their mannerisms, how they speak, how they act towards other people, the different things that they partake in, etc, etc. And this is where the stalker instincts kick in. When I was in college, I had a huge crush on this guy in the dorms. He caught my eye, but I didn't really think much of it. And then my friends would start to talk about him, and I would start to see him more and more. And it seemed like he was just popping up in my life suddenly. Like, obviously, we lived in the dorms together, so we were within proximity a lot. I saw him a lot at the dining commons, around campus. But I also saw him in a lot of my friends' Snapchat stories, which I thought was really weird. Because what are the odds that he's friends with people I knew from high school? He started popping up everywhere I was going, and it started to pique my interest, but there was no way ever that I was going to talk to him or initiate conversation or introduce myself. I needed a segue into that, and it wasn't going to be me to make the first move. I'm a shy girl, okay? And I get anxious talking to new people, especially when it comes to people that I have interest in. So instead of talking to him, I did my research on him. I went into total stalker mode, so I started off with social media. I looked him up on Facebook, Instagram. I learned where he was from, who his friends were, what hobbies he was into. I kind of just got insight into his personality. And then from there, I was like, hmm, let me look him up on Spotify, see if I can see what kind of music he listens to. So I did that too, and then I went on to LinkedIn to see if I could find anything 
else about him unfortunately he didn't have a linkedin at that time but i will say linkedin is an amazing stalking tool guys you can find out so much about a person on linkedin so don't forget linkedin that's one of my favorite means of stalking by the way guys i don't even have like real personal social media accounts because i cannot handle social media so i was doing all of this on super sus accounts that i merely use for stalking purposes so that was kind of the phase i was going through with this guy i was like i'm too scared to talk to him but i'm gonna stalk him instead the stalking didn't stop at social media though um because i saw him around so often i was super observant of him in the dining commons for example like when he was eating with people i would analyze the people he was eating with i would be like okay why is he eating with so many girls why is this girl in particular always here eating with him why is he bringing these people to his dorms? How does he know the people from the floor below us? Like, I started to get familiar with all the people he was talking to, too, because I feel like that can give you so much insight into who the person is. But in addition to these stalker instincts that come with the falling head over heels phase, there's another element to having a crush that I have engaged in that may or may not make me seem kind of crazy. But I also feel like this is something that a lot of other people do because I have seen it become popular on TikTok. So this little craze that I'm talking about is something I'm going to call mastermind. For my Taylor Swift fans, you know what I'm talking about. This whole mastermind phase is about making specific events seem like they were meant to be. You know, they were fate. But in reality, you planned it out in your head all along. Like you were 20 steps ahead of the game and you're like, okay, this is what I need to do to quote unquote accidentally run into my crush at this time and quote unquote accidentally start a conversation with this person. You plan out everything ahead in hopes that you cross paths with your crush but it's totally like you plan it but you make it seem like it was totally casual it was totally regular like none of it was planned out so that was another thing that i did with the guy in the dorms because i was too scared to like start the first conversation with him i tried to cross paths with him as much as possible i remember sitting in my dorms and every time i looked out the window and saw him walking towards the building to get into the dorms i would leave my room and grab water so that our paths would cross maybe so that as he starts seeing me more often he would start conversation so i would do that so much which by the way it worked because we crossed paths one time and that's when he started conversation with me i could also hear from my dorm every time someone would leave their room and because his room was in close-ish proximity to mind every time i heard the door open i would look outside to see if it was my crush going to get water or something and if it was then i would leave my room to get water too so we would both be standing there at the water station and maybe just maybe he would start a conversation like oh hey i see you around a lot but i definitely mastermind it so that we would cross paths multiple times every day which did lead to something it was not a it was not a fail because that's how we got to know each other I remember when I saw his face pop up on my friend's Snapchat stories, I showed the story to one specific person on our dorm floor because I knew he was friends with my crush. So I showed him the video and I was like, hey, look at this. Like, what's this video? And the guy was like, oh, hey, he lives on our dorm floor. Like, let me show this to him. And that's actually how we got introduced. Um, as I said, falling head over heels can definitely be the craziest stage that people go through when they have a crush. And the funny thing is, when I'm in this whole phase of catching feelings for someone, super excited about it, I cannot bring myself to admit any of my feelings to anyone. And instead, I just kind of assess the situation first. From here, it could go 
two different ways. It could either be a sad outcome, which is, you know, what feels like heartbreak, or it can lead to something more, like there's a little bit of tension involved. So let's go down these two roads now. Let's start off with what feels like heartbreak. As I mentioned earlier, this is something that I have primarily experienced throughout my life. And heartbreak can occur for a number of reasons. Maybe this person simply just doesn't like you back or they're not showing any signs that they like you back. Or maybe, you know, as you're developing feelings for this person, they're suddenly taken by someone else, you know? I've experienced being used as an outlet by my crush to just get closer to someone else. So, like, I was the middleman. So there are so many different ways that we can experience sadness and tragedy when it comes to having a crush but at the end of the day it's all the same kind of pain it's like the feeling of just plain rejection which i'm sure we've all experienced um and that's also something that i totally don't want to focus on today because today is all about valentine's day so enough about the heartbreak let's get into the tension phase now this is where you and your crush start to get closer to each other you guys start talking more you guys share a lot of inside jokes you see each other a lot and there's sort of this undefined unspoken tension that's between you guys and it's like you feel it you know you feel it and you think that the other person feels it but nobody says anything about it it's like you know maybe things get a little bit flirty maybe you guys start to get super close and you're like oh this is kind of more than just friendship. <laughs> Maybe they're making subtle moves that kind of make your head gears spin a little bit because you're like, oh, what is happening? Because the whole time there is tension, yet nobody is saying anything but maybe you guys feel it and maybe everyone around you can see it too but no one is admitting to anything so it's like where do I go from here? Because things are unspoken, it's really up to someone to say something or address something or communicate the feelings to take the next steps within that crush situationship but not situationship relationship there you know what i mean like it's something but it's nothing but it's there but it's not quite a situationship anyways something needs to be said in order to get out of this phase that's purely just tension and so with this tension this unspoken romantic tension it can go one of two ways number one the tension could eventually fade away to nothing or number two this tension can get somewhere which is the ultimate win because that means this person who just used to be eyeball emojis is all yours now so let's get into that okay number one the tension fades away to nothing now this can happen if you guys decide to never really speak of any of your emotions and simultaneously, life happens, you know, people move on, things happen, people have to move away, people meet new people, like there are all of these external factors that can affect whether the tension remains, whether you move forward, or whether the tension just totally flops and there's nothing there. But the thing about that mutual feeling between you guys that sort of fades away to nothing is that because you guys don't ever address it, there's never really any closure. So then your brain kind of goes, was this really a thing when it happened? Or was I making it all up? Which in retrospect, it's just interesting to look back and to see how things played out, whether it was said or not. But on another note, this tension could possibly get somewhere. This is the hardest point to get to, especially for me. I'm someone who has to be really comfortable in order to open up and to really be myself and to just, you know, talk. <laughs> I'm extremely reserved about my feelings and myself. And, you know, we've been through this conversation already. Difficulties with insecurities, social anxiety, all of that. 
that can lead you to being extremely reserved and closed off. I have to be really comfortable in the environment that I'm in and with the person that I'm talking to. So that's why getting to this point is so hard. Fun fact about the guy in the dorms. Months later, he told me that when he was trying to get to know me in the dorms, like when we had first just met, he was having such a difficult time because I would not say anything. I would not open up. I was just a closed off wall. And he was like, I had to keep trying and trying and trying to talk to you. And I'm so surprised that he did not give up because it takes a long, long time for me to open up and to express any sort of remote emotion that I have. And so the fact that he kept trying to break through that wall and to get to know me was actually really sweet. I just think that was a funny story. But essentially, those are all the phases you go through when you have a crush. You fall head over heels for someone, you get the eyeball emojis, which makes you do crazy things. If things go swell, the tension arises. And so yeah, that's my little spiel slash story on having a crush. And I'm curious, are you guys going through your crush phases right now? And if so, please tell me about it. And also, did hearing this bring you back to a time where you had a crush? Because when I started like jotting down these points sort of for the podcast, I found myself like remembering things about old crushes that I haven't thought about in so long. So let me know if you guys are going through the same thing of just like trip down memory lane. Tell me about your crushes. Tell me about what happened. Tell me about your experience. Again, happy Valentine's Day. Show yourself some love. Show your loved ones some love. I'm going to try to be baking cake pops and Rice Krispie treats and brownies and such and putting them all in a box and giving it to the special people in my life. Happy Valentine's Day and I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Bye friends. Thank you.